Welcome to AUSA's Membership Matters podcast. This podcast series is designed to help you get the most out of your AUSA chapter experience and to help build a strong sense of community. We educate about what AUSA offers, inform on smart events and opportunities, connect chapters with best practices. We have asked several of our chapters from coast to coast to share insights on what events have been most successful for them. Today, I am joined by some familiar voices. We have Karen Bailey from the Fires chapter, Paul Leakur from the Hawaii chapter, Andrew Norton from the Young Professional subchapter of Redstone Huntsville, and Kelly Knitter from the Greater Augusta Fort Gordon chapter. Thank you all for being part of today's podcast. Our first question is for you, Karen. How many events does your chapter host each year? We officially host uh, typically three meetings a year, and uh, that uh, seems to work well for our membership, but about three. And what kind of events have you found are the most successful for you? Well, certainly we have a, a business meeting where we install our chapter officers. That, that's a, a typical meeting, I would think, for any chapter. And we also do, it's called a care providers banquet. It's a recognition banquet uh, for those in our community who give to our, for our soldiers. And uh, it just allows us to give to those who really don't receive any recognition. And we do that yearly. And then we've also um, begun a young professional event, which is, we call it Mentor Minutes. And it's an opportunity for our Lawton young professionals to network with community leaders uh, in our area. What types of venues has your chapter used to host your events? Our town is a military town, and so when we say that someone uh, of the stature of of Lieutenant General McQuestion is coming to town, that gets their attention because they recognize that that long service and um, her rank uh, with the military. Um, So having those people to be able to call upon has been most helpful. Uh, You get support through, um, well, I know you, Christine, provided so much uh, PR material and goodies for us. I think you call it chatskis. I'm not sure. And uh, that information from the national offices is of most help. Well, we were happy to do it. Are you able to use your local leaders to generate the same type of excitement for events? I will say that it generates a different type of um, excitement. Certainly, we have those uh, pillars in our community who just by bringing their name out, an example of that will be our last care provider uh, recognition banquet that we did. We did it in honor of a former um, civilian aide to the Army, Dr. Gibb Gibson, and his name alone brought people to that banquet. And it wasn't huge dollars that we generated, uh, about $7,000 in profit, which was pretty good, pretty darn good for our our chapter. So, uh, yes, we are able to use our, our local resources. And if you had three pieces of advice for other chapters, what would you offer to them? Well, first of all, I would say find ways or people resources that will help give uh, a breath of fresh air, a fresh perspective. I would say that our chapter was, uh, I won't say dormant, but was becoming complacent and that we were very responsive to anyone who needed help or needed money. We we certainly would step up to that. But as far as being 
proactive in what we were doing. We were a little bit complacent there. So finding a good executive board that can help you with that, that fresh perspective is important. Um, the second thing, certainly enlist help. Um, as a chapter president, you certainly cannot do it by yourself. You should have a good uh, executive board that can step in and help and, and provide insight and uh, counsel to you. And thirdly, a, a good resource is your civilian aid to the Army. If you have one of those in your area, that's a perfect person to, to come on board and to help you. And they certainly have the connections at the military level that I as a civilian don't have. Those are all great pieces of advice, Karen. You had mentioned earlier that when you did your mentor minutes, you were looking to engage the young professionals in your community. Um, Why do you think young professionals are so important to recruit for chapter membership? Well, that's where your next leadership is going to be. If you don't have that connection, people who are my age, and I'm not going to give you that number, but I could retire soon, so that will tell you something. Um, the youth, the young people, that they have the energy, they have the new ideas, they bring a breath of fresh air to your chapter, and they're your next leader. So they're the ones that you want to foster and to grow. And have you been able to use your community partners to help you facilitate any of your events? Absolutely. We call on our community partners to be sponsors, to uh, step in and For one thing, our community partners are our number one uh, fundraisers for us, so that's very important. But yes, we very much rely on our community partners. I know from visiting your chapter that you work with other nonprofit organizations to pull together some of your events, particularly your involvement with the veteran homeless population in your area. Can you talk about the rewards and challenges of working with other organizations? Well, certainly you can see the fruits of your labor when you're working with those organizations. That's a very tangible product of being involved with those organizations, whether it be uh, distributing food to uh, needing families or working with our homeless veterans outreach program and Lawton is getting ready to create a a home for veterans uh, who may not have a home. So that's exciting and we're working with them. But we found that working on their uh, boards, being an active part of those organizations, helps us help them. Thanks so much for your time today, Karen. Paul, in Hawaii, you have used events successfully to raise awareness about AUSA and to generate new memberships. How have you done that? Uh, Twofold. I think, one, awareness has to be raised through just actually being out there. People need to know that you're there. So the events provide uh, exposure. Very seldom do we use large events as a membership opportunity in terms of actual active sign up at this table while you're here. What we try to do is we try to capture what the essence of AUSA is and then reach out through our community partners and more appropriate means, which is a fundraising table, maybe at an NWR event where we actually have registrations and sign-ups, so that the soldiers have already been exposed to us, which is why the the new arrival program with the buses in in the briefings is a great way to expose the newly arriving soldier to AUSA who may not have heard about AUSA. So thereafter, we then have an opportunity for them to register, sign up, because they've been exposed to what we provide either through community partners or on the post itself. And I think that's, that's the goal, is to first educate them who AUSA is and then 
ask them to be involved and find the passion of what they're willing to do. And what types of events do you feel have been the most successful for your chapter? Wow. Um, I hope all of them are successful <laughs> as we put them out there. But I think that the, um, the emotional type of events, the Wounded Warrior Canoe Regatta, which is a, a day-long event on the beach where we have our Wounded Warrior Combat veterans uh, participating in a canoe race on the, on the ocean, uh, is certainly one of the more successful. It's, it's blown up into a, a day of its own festivities. Uh, and recognized throughout the state as a great uh, venue for kicking off the canoe season out here. So, you know, that's a high-profile event. The other events that we're, we're starting to get a little more traction is, is working with the spouses' organizations on the post to engage them since they have the pulse of what's going on behind, you know, behind the base doors and what's, what we can do to encourage them. But I think probably the most impactful program is really the, the um, briefings that we do to educate them when they first arrive on island and then provide them a touch and a taste of Hawaii. Uh, that has been now going on for two years and we've educated, informed and connected with over 7,000 soldiers in that two year period. And all of which have been exposed to AUSA. Now, having said that, that sounds like an incredible number of, of soldiers, which it is where we have to get better is how do we go to the next step to engage them and now get them to become sustaining regular members or lifetime members. And that's where you need to have a really good membership committee. And have you used AUSA national officers and guest speakers at your events? Do you feel that that generates a lot of excitement? When the team is out here, we have utilized uh, the NCO, uh, Sergeant Major Ken Preston, every single time he's out here and he's been very engaging in that. And I think that's very uh, successful and well-received. We do get a lot of traction when we have a national speaker of prominence come out to Hawaii. Um, it gives our soldiers and our community a feeling of, hey, we do care about you, even though you're in the middle of the Pacific, 6,000 miles away. And I think that that is um, another selling point when we talk to our community partners that we can bring prominent, um, uh, high-profile speakers to Hawaii. Uh, it doesn't happen as often as we'd like, but we'll take it when we can. Andrew, as the president of the Huntsville Young Professionals chapter, you have done a great job recruiting young professionals. I came down to Global Force Symposium. Can you tell us a little bit about how you packaged membership with the event registration? So with the event registration for Global Force as a whole, just list on there that, you know, our event is going on in terms of actually membership. When people come out to the event, we've got people that are at the door greeting, kind of handing out name tags. We'll uh, offer a discounted membership for two years. We'll just reduce it down normally, a 25% reduction down, just to really incentivize people to come in and we'll have lists of events that we have coming up in the future. Kind of open the door to say, hey, look, if there's something you don't see on here that going on but you think it'd be a good opportunity to get involved with let us know and we'll work to bring that in and people like that availability and that access to do different events so that's really helped us to increase our membership is this kind of packet events your attendees like to have a say in what events you hold in the future they really do and having a variety of events we understand that everybody is, is, is really busy uh, everybody's got their work life and their social life and and finding time for different type of volunteer organizations or AUSA is, is always challenging. Having a different event, we'll have our social events. We might have a professional development event where you bring in a guest speaker. Having those different types of events that people can go to all throughout the year, I really think people really enjoy that variety. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. 
Kelly, Fort Gordon has done an incredible job growing your events and using community partners to grow them. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So we have two main events that happen every year. And the first one is support to our Fort Gordon Christmas house. And we've seen um, almost like a a 300% increase this year alone in just our, in getting our community partners involved in helping raise money and collecting toys for the Christmas house. Our Fort Gordon Christmas house supports over 300 families. And this year it exceeded 600 kids that it um, supported with Christmas toys. And one of the, one of our community partners who is also a board member, he came up with a great creative idea called 100 Bikes in 100 Days. Last year he did it, with, and I think he only had like 17 days, but he did really well in, in collecting bikes. So this year he decided, you know, let's go full out with 100 Bikes in 100 Days. And we started in July, we ended in November, and ultimately we raised over 150, I think 150 bikes with helmets. And then on top of that, we were able to donate um, $6,000 in cash that helped provide, uh, you know, the, the purchasing of all the toys. So the community partners saw a need and they were getting immediate feedback because every month we would promote and have special raffles when they showed up to our events. And if they came with a $20 toy, then they would get a special raffle ticket. And the raffles were pretty high end. We had like a $600. Another community partner donated a a two-day stay in their hotel, which was, you know, almost $600. And those are the things that we were raffling off just to entice people to contribute to our main effort, which was the Christmas house. So that was one. And then the second thing that we do is we have a golf tournament every year, and that's our primary um, fundraiser. And the funds for that go towards our scholarships, going, and they have to have a connection to the military, either um, an active duty or reservist um, military member or their families. And so our community partners feel that warm connection that they're having. They may not know soldiers, but they're able to work through us to have a huge impact on the military and they like it. And so that's where our, you know, what we do is we ask our community partners to really support us in those two areas. You just shared with us how your community partners help your chapter. Can you talk about how you believe your chapter supports your community partners? Right. So what we try to do here is um, we create an opportunity for networking, which is significant. There's a lot of networking events through our chambers and other organizations in in Augusta, but we provide a a very unique type of networking um, for all of the community partners that are coming in. And so with that, uh, we have um, an opportunity at our breakfast and briefings, our monthly events, where we can get free marketing. We can provide marketing to all of our community partners on our, our social media websites and Facebook. Um, and in return, uh, we ask some of these uh, community partners to be sponsors for some young professional events. And those events, like for example, the one we just had in January, was a class on a first-time homeowner 
and workshop. And so we asked one of our community partner realtors, as well as a mortgage company, to come in and give a class. That class helped educate the local, you know, young professionals, military and non-military, but it also allows their their business to get a little bit more light um, and and connecting, and so which will in turn help out their their customer relations and their business, and hopefully they're building those particular connections. That's incredible. We're so impressed with how our chapters grow their membership, especially the creativity and thoughtfulness of including young professionals and community partners in event programming. For more ideas on events and how to host them, check out www.ausa.org ask.